It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Here comes Pierce with five seconds left. Pierce with three. Pierce with two. Pierce full away at the horn. It's gone. Morris, Wall, Deal, and Gortel. Porter can't find anybody. Gives it to Wall. Porter gets Bradley for three. Hand me the rock. We have the best intro on the planet. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is the Lockdown Wizard Show. I'm your host, Ian Evans. Thank you for checking out our pod. Uh, you're listening to the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local daily sports podcast network. Don't forget to... Check out our daily national show, Locked On NBA, part of the number one local daily sports podcast network. Guys, there is nowhere else on the planet you will get a better source of opinions and news pertaining to your favorite teams every day. So keep it locked in. For those of you that don't know, my name is Ian Evans. I'll be solo hosting this episode. Going to be a shorter episode, but... I, I want to talk about something that is so extremely important to me, especially as a Wizards fan. It is the player and the moment in time that made me into the fan that I am right now. The obsessive fan that could not miss a game, the one that would cry and just sob into their pillow when the Wizards would lose, the one who would be jumping around the house, pumping my fist and just screaming... 
every time we would win or hit a game winner, specifically when this player would hit a game winner. This is the player for me, for the Washington Wizards, who defined game winners, who defined being clutch, who he was the first ever guy that I got to watch as a fan of this team and go, it doesn't matter what the score is right now. It doesn't matter that we're down by two with two seconds left. It doesn't matter that we're down by 12 against the Dallas Mavericks with three minutes left. We've got the guy who can put on the cape and win the game for us on his back by himself. And I'm talking about Michael Jordan. I'm talking about Michael Jordan on the Washington Wizards. And it, man, it kind of of ticks me off that so many people, specifically people in like in the national media and people who maybe aren't very close to the Washington Wizards as a franchise, they're not huge fans. Um, They look at the time that Michael Jordan spent playing for the Washington Wizards and they kind of just dismiss it. Let's pretend it didn't happen. And as someone who is only as diehard of a Washington Wizards fan to this day, I owe everything from my fandom to Michael Jordan coming back out of retirement and playing for the Washington Wizards, putting up 40-plus points, putting up 50-plus points at between age 38 and age 40. Who's doing that today? Does anyone know who's doing that today in the NBA? No one. There's no one doing that. And spoilers, guys. I hate, I hate to try to be a prophet here. No one is going to do that again. Age 38, age 39, age 40. No one is ever going to score 45, 46, 47 points. No one at that age is ever going to score 51 points, 55 points. It's not going to happen again. It's only been done by his airness, and it's going to stay that way. I really believe that. I think a lot of people take for granted what he did here, kind of how he put this franchise on the map. So we're really going to spend the majority of the episode talking about Michael Jordan, his time with the Washington Wizards, kind of his injury struggles that happened specifically in that first and second year, and then after that, how he was criminally underrated. We're going to get into the stats, we're going to mention the injury, and then we're going to talk about how insanely good this guy was at age 40, destroying kids 20 years younger than him. And just embarrassing them on the court. And people, people act like it never happened. People, people forget that it ever happened. Because, oh no, let's just remember the Chicago Bulls days. Because that's when he won the championships. That's when he went to the finals. That's when he won all of the MVPs. Let's forget about the time where he was 38 and he averaged 25 points per game for more than half a season. Guys, how many 38-year-olds are putting up 25 points per game every night right now? Does anyone have any... Does anyone know? They don't exist. They're not a thing. It's, it's just so... It's a little frustrating. 
acting like it never happened, acting like we never got to see the greatest player to ever play the game in Washington, D.C., and still just amaze us. We'll take a quick break. We're going to talk about some of those moments. We're going to go over averages. We're going to go over some of the injuries. The injury, I guess. It's always the same knee. We're going to get into it on the flip side. Guys, thank you for checking out the Locked On Wizards show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one source on the planet for all of your NBA news for every single team that you love. I'll see you on the flip side. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome back guys. All right, we're going to jump into it. We've got to talk about some of Michael Jordan's averages while he was playing for the Washington Wizards, specifically in that first season that he came back. And we'll get it out of the way. He hurt his knee. He had problems with that knee constantly. I remember hearing about, oh, there's been injections in the knee. They had to take fluid out of his knee. He's going to be day-to-day. He's going to miss a week here. He's going to miss a week here. Michael Jordan in that first season back, he played 60 games. But while he was healthy, Michael Jordan... He finished, the, he finished the year for the Washington Wizards averaging 23 points per game at age 38, which is nuts. No one's ever going to do that ever again at that age. It's never going to happen. But for the majority of that year, before he had some pretty lackluster performances after coming back, after hurting that knee, Michael Jordan at age 38 was averaging almost 26 points per game in the NBA. You're talking about... A 38-year-old playing against an in-his-prime Jalen Rose, just spiking the ball against the backboard and holding it there with two hands, coming down with it, and then staring him down. You're talking about an angry Michael Jordan dropping 51 points against a Hornets team that had three All-Stars at age 38, making people 20 years younger than him look stupid. He had the fall away still. It was unguardable. He still had the fadeaway, the footwork, in the post, the pump fake, drawing contact, getting people in the air, getting them to bite, and then jumping up, absorbing the contact, and sinking the shot. Still, age 38. It's never going to happen again, guys. We will never see that ever again. Not from LeBron James, not from Steph, not from Kevin Durant. We're not going to see it again. And when you look at his averages that year, not only was it 23 points per game, even though for before that injury he was putting up 26, close to 27 points per game 
as a 38-year-old in the NBA playing 36 minutes per game. God, it's just, it's insane to even, to even think about that. 26 points per game, 36 minutes per game. But officially, when you include the time after the injury, it really kind of hurt his averages, and he wasn't quite the same after that in the following years with the Wizards. But you look at his season averages in that first season. Michael Jordan for the Washington Wizards put up 23 points per game, just about six rebounds per game, five assists per game, almost two steals per game, and he shot 42% from the field. That's an all-star. That's, that's an all-star every single year in the NBA for the last 20 years. That person makes the all-star team. And maybe that's a slap in the face to someone like Michael Jordan. Maybe that's why everyone goes, we need to forget that time. We need to dismiss it. But I am not someone who is ever going to forget his 51 points against the Charlotte Hornets, his 43 points against the New Jersey Nets, his game winners against the Phoenix Suns. He hit so many insanely clutch shots. And you still couldn't stop him. He was unstoppable even as an old man. We're gonna, let's say it like it is. He was old. He was an old man and he was on the court pump faking, palming the ball with one hand like he's going to shoot and having a kid 18 years younger than him fly by. And it's just embarrassing because he kept the ball in his hand. And he waited. He's at the three-point line. He waited and he looked at him and went, oh, no, dude, it's okay. Come here. I'll wait for you. Come back and guard me. He waved to him and said, come here. I know I just faked you out of your sneakers, but come back over here. It's okay. Guys, we can't just sit here and try to dismiss and forget what happened with Michael Jordan's time here with the Washington Wizards because he did so many special things. That was where we got Steve Buckhands and his famous dagger call. There, was, there were no daggers, guys, before Michael Jordan. It wasn't a thing. We got the dagger call because Michael Jordan was so great and still at that age so clutch at the end of games. Search it right now. Michael Jordan, Washington Wizards, game winners. He was so special still, even at that age, and he meant so much to me personally as a fan who was kind of new to basketball. I grew up and my brother had started playing a little bit earlier than me, and I was kind of afraid to maybe play at a team level about, you know, fifth grade, beginning of middle school. And I'll never forget watching Michael Jordan for the first time. I think his first game back, he scored 19 points. Um, And people were disappointed with it. And I remember going, what? Okay. I remember watching him going like, he was awesome. And then, of course, he got way better from, from that performance and from that first game in the regular season back. And I remember going out front to the hoop that my neighbors had in our street, and I started to imitate him. I don't know if you guys have done this. I don't know if you guys did this when you were kids. I'm sure most of you have with some player that, that, that you've kind of fell in love with. And I started practicing. I didn't even, you know, my fundamentals were actually kind of messed up. I didn't practice my set shot or finishing at the rim. The only thing... 
on the planet ever that I practiced when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. The only shot I ever practiced by myself repeatedly was the fadeaway, the fallaway jumper. I'd put my back to the basket, you know, I'd take one of my feet and kind of try to create space with the invisible defender and I'd pump fake to the left, to the right, pivot my feet a little bit and I'd fall away. I do the fadeaway jumper every time. Every time, guys, because I wanted to, I wanted to be like Mike. Literally imitated him. And later in my life when I got a little bit older and I became a, a lot better at basketball, I would that was my go-to move in games. I would, I was this small guy. I was like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I'm 5'9 now. But I was like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, and I'd be posting guys up that were bigger than me on the court. And I'd be hitting fallaway jumpers, be kicking my leg out, be pump faking, drawing contact. I worshipped this player. I worshipped Michael Jordan, and I tried to imitate him. And I, and I don't know how many of you guys, you know, depends on how old you are, I guess, can relate to that. But then I also have memories of just on the playground, you know, like on the on the on the street with our. We changed the height of the hoops to like eight feet, seven and a half feet. So we could, you know, some of us who were like athletic enough around middle school age, we could get up and just easily dunk the basketball. And I remember on the fast break or seeing one of my buddies under the rim trying to defend me thinking, okay, what Michael Jordan dunk can I just put put my friend on a poster with right now? It's going to put him on a poster and I'm going to like recreate the dunk. <laughs> I remember doing the shoulder shrug <laughs> in games in uh, you know on the playground when I would catch fire or something. I re- I remember all of that and all of that all of that joy, all of that fun that I had playing this game that I'm still so in love with. It's all because of Mike. It's all because of Michael Jordan. So, I think it's silly and I think it's kind of insulting and I think it's stupid that people dismiss that part of his career because a lot of people don't realize that he a lot of, he changed a lot of lives. I know he changed my life. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. Hear from some of our sponsors. Guys, thank you for checking out the Locked On Wizards show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source for all NBA stories and opinions and news. Don't forget to check out our Locked On NBA show, our nationally syndicated show. It is Monday through Friday. They have the best guests. They have the best topics. And we have so many of our talented hosts on that show. So give it a listen, guys. Keep it locked in. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. 
Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we're back. I'm going to finish up the episode here. Guys, if you haven't listened to it yet, check out the last episode of the Lockdown Wizard Show. Kind of a solo cast. First time that the, you know, the lovely Becca Weinkert doing a solo episode, kind of piloting the ship herself, talking about the one and only Kelly Oubre, um, and just kind of how much as a fan base that we love that kid. He's so smart. He's so intelligent. Not just from an intelligence level and, you know, his basketball IQ that I think has, has improved by leaps and bounds since he started in this league, but... Just on an emotional level, that kid is so, he is so smart, and he is so funny, and he is so caring, and he's such a good dude. I don't know how he couldn't be one of your favorite players in the entire NBA, and and Becca does, she just kills it. She does such a good job, and of course, she talks about how insanely good looking he is. <laughs> dude, he's a good looking dude, man. I don't know. It is what it is. H&M. That contract, though. <laughs> but guys, check it out. Give it a listen. Definitely go to LockdownWizards.com. Check out the show. You find us on iTunes. You can find us on Megaphone. Every podcast platform, guys. Give, give the show a listen. Check out that podcast. My co-host, Becca, killed it, and she put a lot of effort in that show, and it was fun. It's a fun listen. So go check that out. To wrap up this episode, you know, after that first season, Michael Jordan... Even the Michael Jordan of that year, you know, the one that was, he finished averaging, finished the season averaging 23 points per game, six rebounds, five assists, almost two steals on a terrible team. Do you guys remember the roster that he had? <laughs> it's so funny, you know. It's almost, a, it's almost an argument that LeBron stands could actually kind of use in their defenses that like, when you look at the team Michael Jordan had, I mean, who was there? A, a young Richard Hamilton, and Rip was awesome on the Wizards. He was—he reminded me of Reggie Miller, just shooting around screens, rising and shooting. He never dribbled. I remember having, like, the two best free-throw shooters in the NBA on that team, Richard Hamilton and Chris Whitney, just two lights-out shooters. <laughs> who remembers Chris Whitney? What a shooter, dude. What a jumper he had. But aside from that, what did you, who were the best players that Michael Jordan played with on the Wizards? It was Richard Hamilton before his prime, before he got the cast, the insane cast of supporting players on the Detroit Pistons later in his career. What, Chris Whitney, an insanely old dinosaur version of Christian Leitner, who just got destroyed and obliterated at the rim by Dwayne Wade. We will forever until the end of time. Long after all of us are dead and gone, there will still be Dwayne Wade highlight videos of that dunk where he just ended Christian Leitner's career. It ended. He never played well ever again after that dunk. I remember being at my friend Austin's house. Shout out to Austin Weaver. I remember being at his house watching that game and Dwayne Wade rose up and he just destroyed Christian Leitner's life. Like, dude, you're seven feet tall. Just put your hands up. Brendan Haywood, a young Eton Thomas. Was he? I don't even. Was he playing with M- Michael Jordan? 
Popeye Jones, Tyrone Nesby, a past his prime Tyrone Lou, Jahidi White. Do you guys remember Jahidi White? <laughs> oh my God. This was his team, Courtney Alexander. Courtney Alexander could ball though. That guy, he was one of my favorite players. He could actually ball out. But he ended up blowing out his knee when he played for the New Orleans Hornets at some point. So he kind of ended his career and derailed it. But I remember going to a game where I was so psyched to see Michael Jordan play, and he got hurt. So we didn't get to watch him, but Courtney Alexander came in, and he dropped 26 points. And that man's vertical jump on just his regular jump shot was insane. He would jump like 42 inches in the air just to shoot a jumper, and he'd hang there. And he could glide. Man, that kid was fun to watch. He's not a kid anymore. He's an old man now, but he was fun to watch when he was healthy. This is a throwback. I don't know if a lot of you guys remember Tyrone Nesby, Popeye Jones, Tyrone Liu. He's a coach now. Gordon Alexander. It's a weird roster, man. Chris Whitney. The offense was basically like, yeah, I'll pass it to you if you're open, but otherwise give the ball to Michael Jordan and I'll just fall away. He played with such a bad roster, and he still got one of the most terrible Washington Wizards teams that I can remember in recent memory to win 39, 40, and 41 games. Guys, the Wizards this last year, with all of the talent they have, with John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter, and good guys off the bench like Mike Scott, Kelly Oubre, Tomas Sadoransky, they barely did that. This season, they struggled. Michael Jordan took a team of him and a bunch of dudes who were just bums at that point in their career to 40 wins at age 38. But let's just ignore that it ever happened. Let's just pretend like the greatest player of all time didn't come to Washington, D.C. and make a dent and imprint his legacy, part of it at least, here. Let's act like it never happened. Let's act like he didn't do anything important for this team. Like it wasn't incredible. Some of the plays he made, some of the shots he made, some of the point totals that he put up as an old man, putting up 50, 50 points, close to age 40. Just destroying all-stars, 20 years younger than him. Let's pretend like it never happened. I don't know about you guys, but... Michael Jordan changed my life, and uh, I still, to this day, 20 years later, look up his YouTube highlight videos from the Bulls, yeah, sure, but more often than the Bulls highlights, I look up the ones from the Washington Wizards, the ones that I remember, the ones that make me nostalgic, and the ones that kind of tap me back into all of those awesome memories. And the truth is, if it wasn't for Michael Jordan playing for the Washington Wizards, I would have never, ever, not ever in my life, fallen in love with the game of basketball. And I wouldn't be so passionate about it like I am today. So, Mike, thanks, man. Thank you, my dude. Keep killing it. Hopefully you get to keep Anthony Davis, my dude. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the Locked On Wizard Show, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your number one source 
for news and opinions and insight from local experts on your favorite team. No matter who it is. Thank you for checking out the podcast, guys. Make sure to check out the Locked On NBA show. It's a daily NBA show, Monday through Friday, with amazing guests and awesome insight from our local experts for each of your teams. I am out. I'm going to enjoy the night. Maybe might go out front to my hoop, practice my fall away jumper. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the pod. Guys, I'll see you next time. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.